The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday morning. Taking a few minutes out of your day with us as we look into God's word. Uh, be in prayer for ministries tonight here at Grace Baptist, for the kids program, teen program. Uh, grief share a bunch of things going on on property here tonight on campus. I'll start the meal. We have that lunch, dinner before starts at 5, and then everything else runs till about 7.30. So if you can make it, great. There's a group that prays for the events going on. As if nothing else, you can join that. Uh, but nothing else, be in prayer for the events of tonight. And I hope you've been engaged in some kind of small group. If you're watching this and you're not engaged in a small group, uh, and you'd like to be, but we have uh, several in all around Bakersfield that you can get connected to. And uh, so we talk to the office, truly encourage you to participate in that huge part of church, church ministry, and of course our church specifically. So we encourage you to do that. If you're following along in scripture, we're in the book of Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 13, as we've been walking through the life of Christ. In this situation specifically, we're looking into the different parables as we get into Matthew 13. Uh, and, and get a little bit of why Jesus spoke in parables. Today we're going to bounce around a little bit. Uh, yesterday we kind of skipped a parable to explain another. And today what we're going to do is go back and kind of explain those. And uh, we're going to walk through and explain those different things and continue. Let me make sure I'm on the right verse here. All right. So we're going to be in uh, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 31. We're going to go back to the parable of the mustard seeds. So verse 31, another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the, than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Verse 33, another parable he spoke to them, The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a, uh, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until all was 11. So uh, he gets into the aspect these first two talks about the basically the expansion of the kingdom. Uh, the mustard seed is not the only time he references the mustard seed as he states here it is the smallest of all the seeds and so when you look at that you do understand there's nothing uh, magnificent about it. You would think it's small but yet when it's grown it becomes one of the largest trees where birds can find rest and nest in a home. And that's the premise he's talking about is the idea of Christianity, the idea of this kingdom, especially in the biblical days, would be a small thing. In these Bible days, this is just the beginning of it. It was just the start of this. Jesus says, you know, this is what we're looking forward to. In our day and age, we know that Christianity is frankly the largest religion or belief system in the world. Um, definitely most influential. We believe to be the accurate one uh, be, uh, based upon Scripture. Uh, but it is, you know, Jesus, you know, there's a lot of people who want to debate or whatever on who he was. The Bible simply says he is God, the Son of God. Uh, but the one thing you can look at is he is truly the most influential character in history. And so you look at this, and here's what he's talking about. It would grow to be this huge growth, and it would be a source of encouragement, source of strength, help, protection, as these trees would be to these birds. So there's a lot of things you can look at, Paul, as to what he's talking about. Same thing with 11. A couple of things, 11 comes in. It's not noticeable at first, but it keeps growing to all of its leaven. So it starts small and expands. Simply the point is that the Christian, um, the kingdom, the Christian church, the, the Christian um, belief system, doesn't, you know, it's not always about size. You know, you can have an impact when you start small, but if you're willing to follow Christ and be in prayer and engage in what's going on, God can expand and influence 
it, it's just a gradual organic thing that grows to influence becomes larger. And I'm not talking buildings or money, things like that. I'm talking the impact you can have in the lives of people. And so he's talking about the power of that in the kingdom. And what may we you know, understand the power for our lives, our protection, but the impact we can have. But then he continues and talks a bit about, uh, we've mentioned this, but we'll read why he spoke on parables. He sa it says in verse 34, All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables. Without a parable, he did not speak to them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Uh, he's speaking uh, in parables, promise, the fulfillment of prophecy. He's uttering things that kept secret. He's teaching things that up to this point were brand new. But we also understand that he's teaching things um, that, again, if the unsaved world, if the Pharisaical world did not want to hear it, well, that's fine. If you're looking, and he says often, if you have ears to hear, let them hear. And that's what he's referencing. If you have the knowledge, if you have an interest and you're looking, your eyes will be open to what's going on. They're spiritual ears. If you're not interested in this, well, then you're not going to understand what's being said. One of the key reasons he goes there. And then let's jump down to verse 44 as he continues in a couple other ones. And this one he's really talking about the value of the kingdom. In verse 44, he says this, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for, jo for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys a field. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, here's what the, the idea of both of these. The first one specifically. So, when, and before all of the... Uh, children of Israel were taken into captivity. There weren't banks, there weren't things like that. So one of the things they would do if they had a family value is they would bury it somewhere on their land. And the idea would be is, and this happened if you study Nehemiah, when the people would come back from captivity, at that point, in many cases Nehemiah, but it became the responsibility to go through the genealogy and you would get your land back that you had before the captivity. Your ancestors' land, you'd get that back. And then you can go dig and find the value, find the hidden treasures, if you want to say, find your family's ancestry that was in there. Well, obviously, there's some scenarios in that um, in that slavery that either people didn't come back, they just wanted to stay where they were comfortable, or they didn't live through this. And so that land was never taken. Well, it was just kind of sad. That, well, other people, uh, if they were digging, would find in there, they'd find this treasure. Well, they didn't tell anybody because the owner of the land, he got the treasure. So they buried up and they would sell everything to buy the land. If there was nobody who could possessed the land from inheritance, you could purchase it. So he said, if you found this value, you would sell everything and buy it. No one else knew why. It didn't make sense, but you wanted that plot of land because you had found great value in there. And that's the same, the same thing with Pearl of Great Price. There's so much value in it, you'd sell everything because the value find in that. This is the idea of the kingdom, uh, of what comes in this aspect of Christianity and what Jesus is moving towards. And it's the idea, it, the value in it is amazing, and it's worth sacrifice. It is worth, when you find something that valuable, it's worth adjusting your life around. I, I think too much, and especially in postmodern American Christianity, uh, it is very, very easy for us to make Christianity something we do and everything else it's done. I do all my other life, and then when I don't have anything else going on, then I'll, I'll, I'll engage in Christianity. I'll engage in church and things of that nature. But Jesus says the value of it is so great, when you think about eternity, you think about souls, you think about your family and the investment that this can have, that you will sacrifice these other things, you will place them at a lower value than this, and you will engage. You will engage for yourself, you will engage in the lives of others, 
as we talk about Sunday, you'll participate and partner in these things, your time, your talent, your treasures. Uh, the value of the kingdom, the value of what's happening in the church is so great uh, that this is something you need to do, you know, you should sacrifice to participate in. And, you know, seek ye first, he says in, in, in Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. That's the idea. We go to think, con considering Christ, the kingdom, and all those things of greater importance. May we recognize the value we have. I think sometimes it's easier for me to do. In American Christianity, everything is still to this point relatively easy when it comes to Christendom. Uh, we don't have the conflicts that our brothers and sisters in other countries have. And in that case, sometimes it just becomes easy uh, to kind of just make it a secondary thing. May, may we recognize the value of what we have in Jesus and maybe something that we focus our attention on and be willing to set the other things aside to place this at the highest priority in our life. Thanks again for joining us today, giving us an opportunity, give me an opportunity to be part of your day. Appreciate it. Hope you had a great day. Hope you have a great day coming. Pray for again tonight. Here to church, pray for the different ministries, the kids that we minister to. And I uh, hope you stick with us as we continue through this week. Hopefully it's an encouragement to you. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.